Good morning, everyone. I'm Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy. Grandparents' Day is coming up, so what better time to talk about grandparents and all the great ways that they add value and love to all of our lives. As someone who's been around seniors for the better part of my life, I'm very used to talking and interacting with seniors and actually have much easier times doing that than with my own age group. However, there are definitely those of you who haven't had that much exposure, who are estranged, or the rest in between. Today, I wanted to discuss ways that we can take it upon ourselves to have better communication, more enjoyment, and make lasting memories with the seniors and the grandparents in our lives. Karina Stickle has been a recreation therapist for 18 years and works specifically with older adults and is the host of Engaged in Rec podcast. She interviews individuals and organizations that provide resources and tools to recreation therapists and activity professionals. Along with introducing listeners to seasoned professionals, Karina also speaks to relatable and many hilarious experiences that you've definitely encountered while working with older adults in the real life stories from the rec desks, which is something that I'm very interested in because I think that everybody in our profession has a lot of stories. So welcome, Karina. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. It's funny because I'm usually on the other side of this asking the questions. So I'm, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you all the questions. And <laughs> I, I said to Karina before we uh, started our show today, I said we come from very similar backgrounds. So I feel like we'll have a lot to discuss. Um, specifically, if we have time, let's get into some of those interesting stories from the rec decks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all have them. But Karina, can you tell us why did you first become involved in recreation therapy? And is there a reason that you tend to gravitate towards seniors as opposed to another population? Yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity after high school to go and travel across Canada and volunteer at different places. Um, and one of my placements was in long-term care, in a memory care unit, actually. And that was my first real experience, other than with my grandparents, um, that I was able to really interact with people and learn all about long-term care, first of all. What was that? And then how do I interact with people who have memory issues at this time? And so I was probably like 18, ready to go to college the next year, wanted to work with kids at this point, um, and then totally flipped my entire journey. And so after that moment, it was, I want to work with seniors because I feel like they just have all of these amazing stories that they can share with us. They have these experiences. And um, yeah, I just have gone towards that avenue ever since then. I took one year off and went and worked with teenagers after in Vancouver. Love Vancouver. Didn't like working with teenagers. So came right back to older adults. <laughs> I regret my decisions for working yeah. with teenagers. <laughs> I feel yeah. like once you work with seniors, you never go back. I, feel I, like, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of us. I mean, I didn't know that I wanted to work with seniors either until the very last class in university, which was uh, psychology of aging. And then I, I too went into recreation and long-term care and then found my place in retirement living as well. So um, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey, but I do feel like once you find this industry and you find your spot in this yeah. industry, a lot of people don't leave. 
Yeah. And it's funny though, because thinking back to it, how I wanted to work with children originally, and now I work with older adults, there's a lot of times that you do this intergenerational programming, like what we're going to be kind of talking about today. So it kind of all mixes in, but I do love my older adults. Absolutely. And yeah, for sure it does mix in. And so I find that re like until recently, many people, you know, in the seniors industry, people in general population have undervalued the role of recreation and activities, uh, specifically in the homes, uh, re uh, retirement homes, long-term care homes, uh, group homes. Um, even some seniors don't really see why socialization in retirement long-term care homes are so important. Uh, what have you found to be some of the benefits that we can share with our audience for seniors who engage in rec? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Engage in rec. So, um, well, I just find that over the pandemic, when there was a lot of isolation going on, people really learned how beneficial recreation is in, in their lives. And whether that be for your residents or older adults that are living in retirement or long-term care or in the communities, or even myself, like going to not have any of your leisure activities you really, it puts a strain on your entire body, your mind, your spirit. And so I find that the older adults or residents that um, were living with less things to do, less recreation, it took a toll on them. And they were really, they came out of it going, okay, I'm ready to see my friends. I'm ready to see my family. I need to be more active. I They just have learned the importance of recreation for sure throughout I mean, this time. I mean, on our on the podcast, we've talked about COVID. Obviously, we're all, you know, living it still. Um, yeah. But we've also talked about the benefits, I say benefits of COVID lightly, but it's done so much, especially for our yeah. senior population in, you know, Zoom programming and recreation and stuff. And also just the realization that you do need social stuff. Even me, uh, my husband was away for two weeks with his dad and I realized how many people I don't talk to in a day. Like I do talk to my team on WhatsApp and things like that, but yeah. like there's nobody around, right? You know, my four-year-old comes home from preschool and she doesn't have much to say. So it's like <laughs> you realize, you know, how much after you get into a certain rhythm. And so yeah. that's been important. And I've also, you know, like I said, I've worked in recreation and retirement living uh, for years and years and years. And I think it's so awesome that, finally that people are starting to see how important rec is because I know it you know it many other professionals know it but it's been this like you know extra thing it's like okay well if we have time we'll do it or whatnot and yeah. you know a, you know apart from folks not realizing the importance of recreation programming there's also a lot of misconceptions right so my personal favorite is I don't want to participate because all they're going to do is bingo and it's an old person's game right all the all the mm -hmm. seniors moving into retirement or long-term care just think that all they do is play bingo all day and they don't want to do that yeah. so what other misconceptions have you come across yeah, definitely the bingo thing. And one huge misconception that I feel like older adults have is I'm too old to do that. And they come in and they see a bocce ball tournament and they're like, I would never do that. I've never done that in the past. I'm not joining in. Or I'm too old to learn something new. Whereas I really love and appreciate the rec professionals that are bringing in 
classes, bringing in like new things for people to try because when you're in retirement, it's not the end, you know, it is your second half of life. Whether you are an active resident in that retirement community, whether you're a caregiver and you're living in the community, in that time of your life, it's your second half and that's your time to really figure out what you love to do. It's not a time that you could, like, if you want to, you can stay home and watch TV, but there's so many options and, and friendship building and engagement that you can participate in, like learning new languages, you know, like people say they, they're too old to learn a new language, but once they are able to, so many opportunities come available, like they can create new friendships and, and socialize with other people or sports I know people are like I'm not active I'm not fit enough to do that and they're like just try it just try it you can be a beginner and and there's so many different opportunities out there I think that that might be you maybe touched on something as well as that that being a beginner thing because you know I, I think I talked about this in another podcast when I took up yoga I was like I'm advanced <laughs> and it's like no you're a beginner Amy because <laughs> you think you can do it right you think whatever yeah. it is and seniors have all this life experience and maybe for instance they weren't a bocce ball player and they feel like they can't pick it up and then when they do try it they they feel like they can't be a beginner so i think it's important to say you know anybody can be a beginner at anything at any stage right and yeah it's just important to have a go at it give it a try if you don't like it great if you don't if you do like it terrific i think that yeah. also um, with the increased interest in recreation and activity, specifically in retirement homes, um, it, it's kind of been stirred a little bit because now, you know, corporate office of retirement, now, you know, CEOs and, and things like that now starting to understand that it is important. It's important for the clientele. A lot of retirement homes want independent seniors to move in, but they have yeah. to also be able to engage these seniors that are moving in. And so, with them kind of lightening the ropes and seeing that lets the recreation therapists and the activity professionals look at different things to do, engage in different things. There's all this tech stuff that's coming up and, and it lets them be more creative because I remember, you know, almost 20 years ago when I was in rec, my rec box was like this, like we didn't do a ton yeah. of stuff that they do today. And so seeing the things that they're doing today is just awesome. I find Yeah. My favorite thing is when when somebody comes in to your retirement community or long-term care, whichever, really looking at what they used to love to do in the past and what they were great at and and what brings like makes their soul sing. That's what I use all the time. What what makes your soul sing? Like what do you love to do? And then create programming around that. So if somebody was a mechanic in the past and they that's what they did for the past 60 years and now they come into retirement, well teach people about all the stuff that's in a car, you know, like, I don't know about that. I'm a beginner at it. But how you talked about becoming a beginner and, um, and going into those sessions, it's like, people that are joining these sessions all have common interests, right? So it's not like somebody's coming that's not interested in, in mechanic stuff. Right. So it's generally a very supportive environment <laughs> that people are walking into into recreation that it's OK to be a beginner because we have these other people <laughs> that are sharing their interests and their passions, too. 
Yeah, you so. don't you don't generally walk into something and then you know Joe Schmo is like, I'm sorry, we're we're doing something way too advanced for you. That doesn't <laughs> Can really, you imagine? That doesn't really yeah. happen in in and I have never seen, I've never heard, you know, in retirement. Yeah, sometimes there's clicks and things like that, but like you're they're, you're right. They're everybody's kind of welcome. And then you know, if people, you know, if we have families and seniors watching us on this episode today. Um, it's important to know that even if your loved one or you as a senior feel like that might happen, often there, you know, if you're in a retirement home, there's often a recreation professional there too. So mm -hmm. even if you think that might happen, that recreation professional will bring, bring you in. They will make sure you're included. That's like their whole role, right? Not their whole role, yeah. but a very large part is making sure people feel comfortable and engaged. And so yeah. it's less to be concerned about, right? But... People. Absolutely. And I always think of that. If you have an interest in some in something, somebody else also has that interest. You know, you can never be the only one that has an interest in that. So if you're really interested in baking brownies, like a thousand percent, somebody else around you is also interested in that. Yeah. Well, there's even more woodworking <laughs> shops opening up in retirement living and stuff like that because yeah. the population's also changing as well, right? And so, yes. as the population changes, so do what you know recreation therapists offer in retirement homes or the community generally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, Karina, with the Grandparents Day coming up, many families would like to interact more with the seniors in their lives, but they're unsure how to do it. And also as, as an extra interesting fact, did you happen to know that on average, 4 million cards are sent for Grandparents Day? And in the past, it's been the highest day for visits in nursing homes, which, which is great and not great all, all at the same time. But, yeah. but at least we're acknowledging Grandparents Day, which is awesome. Karina, can you give us some ideas of what families could do uh, with the lo their loved ones to create meaningful interactions, um, you know, with the seniors in their lives, with their grandparents? What do you think? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, something that I really love and I feel like is really important is creating some sort of kit. And whether that's you bringing that in to your family member or whether the rec professionals are creating these in advance, but having some sort of kit that you're able to engage with because I know a lot of times family members go in and they end up just kind of sitting there right and the, and then the kids are kind of running around and they're doing their thing and you really need to have something that they're able to interact back and forth so if a family member brings in let's say a photo album or some trinkets that they've they've had in their loved one's home forever or um like a favorite recipe or something from their past that they can chat about together to keep them engaged, I think is something that's really important. Um, but I know that in long-term care retirement, lots of times recreation professionals will create these kits in advance. And so they can be anything from sensory kits to games to uh, word puzzles. And so they're really exciting to be able to just pull it out and start interacting with your grandkids like that. Um, they've got lots of board games there. They've got walking outside. They've got so many different things around the facility. Yeah, for sure. And they, I mean, there's pets there usually as well and different things yeah. like that. When I was doing a little bit of research uh, for our show today, uh, one, of the, one of the things that came up multiple times is uh, passing knowledge 
which I think mm-hmm. is very important, you know, from a grandparent to, you know, their children or their grandchildren, you know, baking with them, doing something and passing that knowledge. Uh, yeah. Not only is it great for, you know, humanity generally, but that really um, hooks, you know, grandchildren in specifically to their grandparents, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And I was also thinking about different volunteer opportunities, right? Like really connecting with your grandkids on something that they love to do that you love to do also, but that gives back to the community. And so finding those opportunities, whether that's like do getting fundraising for the Heart and Stroke Foundation or Alzheimer's Society or going on the big bike or, or even just like a bake sale, a contributing baking together, like you said, and then using that to raise funds to, to do those. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, might I suggest take pictures? I'm a huge on oh. pictures. Um, we just had my father-in-law pass away unexpectedly and he was ill, but Eva got to hang out with him for a few days and she sat in bed with him and stuff. And I took the picture. He was ill. And of course he's like, all right, take my picture. And people aren't generally, you know, let's take my picture when I'm ill or take my picture generally speaking. But when you have the opportunity to take the pictures, that's something I missed with my grandparents because it was so young. I mean, I'm dating myself now, but cameras were different then and things like that. <laughs> Everybody's got a smartphone now and there's, it's so easy. So take the picture. It doesn't matter what it looks like necessarily, yeah. but take the pictures, I think. Yeah, absolutely. There is this really cool uh, resource that I just spoke with recently, actually, that is around photos. And so they're called Familio and they actually are an app. And so grandkids, family members can provide photos into this app and then the rec professional prints it off and each person has their own newsletter of their family weekly. Like how cool is that? So it's like people that don't have Facebook or don't have any of these apps that are online or don't know how to use those. It's an actual like physical photos of your grandkids and what they're up to. And I just think it's so cool. Like there's so many things out there now. Super lovely. keep connected. Yeah, there's so much tech to be able to, you know, integrate into everybody's lives. And, you know, speaking of, you know, your show, we mentioned at the top of the show that you're also a podcaster, which is why you're used to asking the questions. And so you're the host of Engaged in Rec. Can you tell our audience a little more about where they can find you, a little bit more about your podcast so that they can tune in? And I'll also include um, the link in the notes for our show, too. Yeah. So I do Engaged in Rec podcast and it's totally a hobby just for fun because I absolutely love talking to other recreation professionals, but I also love sharing really cool resources um, for recreation professionals and activity professionals. So I um, have the pleasure and opportunity to interview different companies that just have awesome like things that they provide to make the lives easier of recreation professionals because we know we're so busy. And so um, I get to talk to them and learn all about what they offer. But my favorite part is talking to recreation professionals that are just like on the ground running that have really cool stories to share um, and their experiences and their passions and learning about the programs that they haven't done yet, but they would love to do. And 
I don't know, it's just really nice to be able to connect with people that have been there, done that, and um, are really passionate about it. So I think it's a nice um, a nice way to highlight other professionals, other um, recreation professionals specifically for you. And then the same, I kind of do it for the same reason our podcast is that I just want people to to get support. I want people to find out about mm-hmm. stuff. And so I think it's really important there. And I, I, I do feel like recreation therapists and specifically in retirement living and long-term care are undervalued. So, you know, the more support as a community we can give them, um, I think, anything is better, right? So um, I'm really happy that you do that as well. Um, Can you please let us know how people can get in touch with you if they would like to talk to you about the podcast or where they can find the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Google Podcasts. We are all over the place. Um, at Engaged in Rec. I'm on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I've been having a lot of fun with silly TikToks. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Karina Stickle on LinkedIn. Perfect. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So I um, I want to Again, thank you again for coming on. And uh, if anybody is looking for extra information on Karina, um, we'll have the show notes afterwards as well um, and some links to Karina and to the podcast. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. It's been fun. That's it for today on Artful Aging. I hope that you've enjoyed today's show. If you found value, please like and share with your networks. Remember, support is only one conversation away. Thank you for joining us. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday.